0: Hello and welcome to the holiday edition of Cryptids Decrypted. I know, we have holiday specials now. It's pretty special. Going with that theme, my audio has some special things about it as well, in that I I think a cat might have bumped my gain knob... When I was recording this episode, so the gain is way too high, and it's going to make me sound a little weird, so I apologize for that in advance. Before we get into the episode, it's the holiday season. Hey, maybe you feel like giving. Maybe you need things that ship super fast because you forgot family members. Head on over to macashton.com slash shop. Buy my books. They're about uh, Monster Hunter. They're good fun if you like Indiana Jones and all that. They're a lot of fun, and I have a lot of fun writing them. And you buying them supports me, which you know, whatever. And they come signed, so hey, it looks like a super personal gift. Anyways, that is enough talking for me. Enjoy this very special episode about Krampus. All right, this is a this is a cryptids decrypted first cryptid cryptids decrypted first. It's early in the morning, okay. And as it turns out, I was all out of peppermint schnapps, so my coffee is too plain. But we're doing a holiday special, and uh, we don't often do these. In fact, we've actually never done them, and we may never do them again.
1: Who knows? And hey, you should definitely listen to this because if this is anything like the Star Wars holiday special, this will be very hard to find. It's in gonna be years. memorable.
0: Yeah. yeah, people are gonna people are gonna remember this forever. So. We're talking about pretty much the only holiday cryptid I've ever heard of, and it isn't really a cryptid. It's more of a myth. We're talking about Krampus. So, John, when was the first time you heard about
1: Krampus? I think the the movie that was released in 2015 was not the first time. I knew he was a thing. I, I think it would have to be probably the show The League was what taught me about it. Um, I can't remember before that, but I definitely think it was mid to early 2010s
0: yeah it's interesting i I thought I thought I learned about it from the office, but as it turns out, I actually learned about it from the league because uh, the office actually taught me about Belschnuckle, not not a uh, not Krampus, which we could talk about later. but real quick, I'm going to play a clip from the league of how they introduce Krampus because they do a surprisingly good job. Another mall Santa, no Krampus. What the hell is Krampus? Krampus. Yeah, saying it louder doesn't help. The mythical creature recognized in Germanic cultures, Krampus accompanies St. Nick everywhere he goes. And St. Nick rewards the kids by giving them presents. But Krampus punishes them by shoving them into his sack, bringing them back to his lair, and devouring them for Christmas dinner. Who would have thought a lovely tradition like that would have come out of a country like Germany? (laughs) Look at this. If there's a mall Santa, there should be a mall Krampus. Am I right? So there you go. I mean, uh, pretty great. I'm not actually sure how the league holds up as a television show. Something tells me there are some things in there that I should not go back and rewatch.
1: It, it, anything after season three, just forget it happened. Um, I believe that was season one, so that was that was when the show was still good and not poop and fart jokes.
0: Yeah, it can't be worse than uh, watching rewatching Friends. But yeah, uh, so that that's the first time I heard of Krampus, and I think the first time I ever saw like. Krampus depicted was these modern day Krampus horror movies, uh, which there were quite a few of. But for those of you who don't know, let's talk about what the hell is a Krampus. So Krampus actually kind of looks similar to a Wendigo. Uh, Looking through all these pictures, like it's a tall creature covered in dark hair with backward facing knee joints like a goat or, uh, you know, it's kind of similar to traditional depictions of Satan as well. It's got a long tongue, sharp teeth, curved horns like a ram, and it generally looks like it came to fuck you up. Some places even say the creature is half goat, but looking at these pictures, and I- I'll post a few on social. John, if you'll post them on Instagram, you know, we'll, we'll get it done. Uh, but I-, I would say that half goat is kind of an understatement. I don't know what the other half of that half goat is. Like, I I, I don't know. I need like a DNA test on this thing. Think because. So.
1: It's half Bigfoot.
0: Half, half Bigfoot, half goat. I might buy that. I definitely don't buy half human, half goat because there's like maybe 25% human to this thing. Like it's, it, a, it's funny
1: you mention traditional viewing of Satan because it does remind me a lot based on all of the images I've found and the depictions in the movies of how in the, uh, the Chilling Tales of Sabrina or whatever the Netflix show is called, how they portray Satan in that is like, Oh, yeah, no, now that I think about it, that's a Krampus.
0: Yeah, or uh, Tenacious D. Uh, Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny, their version of Satan, also looks quite a bit like this. Basically, if you put a red filter on a Krampus, like, I think you would think you were looking at the devil. But it's, I don't know, it's pretty awesome looking. I like it. Yeah, it's different. Like many uh awesome rituals, this derives from pagan winter solstice celebrations, which uh I really... Don't know if we think pagans enough, but like, goddamn, they came up with some pretty awesome traditions. Like, we owe we owe lots of pagans. Like, they knew how to throw some great parties, and they definitely knew how to celebrate a solstice.
1: They like getting fucked up.
0: They really do. And like, they, they like getting fucked up. They like, do weird shit. Like, I don't know, like I put my boots outside last night, somebody put coins in them. Or a birch rod. Yeah, That's or be- beating want. people with birch rods, you know? It's, God, pagan times. So time estimates for when Krampus came about very pretty wildly, but the earliest I saw was around the 11th century. And the thought is that it derived from Perkta, which probably saying that wrong, but you know, whatever, we do a lot on this show. Perkta is another winter goddess that upheld cultural taboos such as not spinning, not like spin class, but not spinning yarn uh, on holidays. So if people were good, she'd give them a silver coin. If they were bad, they would be punished, which is similar to holiday traditions that we know. Uh, and either way, like most myths, this seems to derive from upholding a cultural norm, which has been a theme this season with La Mote La Llorona, pretty much everything. Seem- Wendigos, they all seem to be made to uphold cultural norms. And in this one, they were like, eh, let's get rid of these snotty kids. Give them a reason to behave. So anyways, Perkta was a pretty big deal, but somewhere in the 16th century, the customs surrounding her vanished until a sudden rebound in the 16th century in the form of Hagen Winter Festivities. John, I believe that is around when St. Nick started getting getting big on the scene.
1: Yeah, so St. Nick, we actually don't know a lot about him. He was a bishop of Greek descent who uh, was kind of like traditional Jesus who had all of these miracles and was just this incredible, for lack of a better term, miracle worker. Um, He was super generous and did a lot of things for people um so his myth kind of grew and grew and grew especially around christmas um where if you've ever heard of the theory around or not the theory but the tradition of like oranges in your stocking or if you ever got dried fruits as a kid um it all comes back to saint nick and what he was able to give to kids um what i find interesting is in the europe uh, region, there are multiple companions of Saint Nick that are kind of the good cop to his bad, and we've we've talked about Krampus here a little bit, but it, it depends on the region. So you've got Bell in one region, you've got Zwarte Peter, Black Pete, uh, in the Netherlands, tying together with Sinterklaas, um, who has got a lot of people in trouble for blackface and those types of things, especially as of late. But it's it's interesting how they don't really. Oversect, necked, um Ruprecht is another one that i have on my list here uh i don't i don't know if i pronounced that right i probably did not so apologies if i've offended anybody there um but yeah saint nick was always kind of what we talked about earlier he was the good cop who would bring the gifts bring the candy bring the the food and um, all of his companions did something around being the punishing punishing folks the original Punisher. Love it. Yeah. Question about
0: Zwarte Pete. Is that is that right, Zwarte Pete? Yeah. Is that is that also in the office episode about Belschnickel? Because I'm pretty sure Dwight Dwight, Dwight calls somebody to show up in blackface and then they turn around when they realize it might be offensive. It's kind of amazing like how many old myths have I dunno, just racist bullshit. Like that, but you were saying earlier that Zwarte Piet isn't necessarily blackface. It's just because he's supposed to be coming down a chimney.
1: I I think so. I'm pretty sure. I had a coworker from the Netherlands, a Dutch coworker, uh, for a number of years, and he explained a lot of this to me. Um, but yeah, it's it's because it's all the the stuff from chimneys that are all over him. He's not necessarily black. He's just covered in soot. I, could I wonder be wrong that's I, I wonder if that's like revisionist history or if that's. <laughs>
0: Like, it could be, I could see it going either way. It very
1: well could be. Oh, the other thing that I did want to call out too is uh, Krampus really likes schnapps for whatever reason. Um, I wasn't able to figure out what flavor of schnapps he likes, probably children flavored, but um, I did find that interesting, that, that that is part of the myth, is that he's really into schnapps.
0: Cryptids Decrypted today is brought to you by
1: schnapps. Schnapps. It tasty. Put it in drinks, don't drink it by itself.
0: Yeah, probably never drink schnapps by itself. I-, I wanted to touch on where Krampus' name comes from. Krampus' name comes from the word Krampen, Krampin, Krumpen. Crumpin, uh, it's meaning- German.
1: You're not saying it angry enough. Krampin.
0: <laughs> krampin. Uh Meaning, oh my gosh, silly cat. Get off my microphone. If you hear noises from a cat today, my cat has surgery, has a big ass cone, and is knocking a bunch of shit over. So we're really in the holiday spirit. It comes from the word Krampin, meaning claw, and it is said to be... Uh, he is said to be the hell, the son of Hell in Norse mythology, which is kind of badass. And it also sounds like the best idea for a Thor holiday special that I've ever heard of in my entire life. Like, if they do not do that, where the where Krampus comes back to avenge Hella, like, come on, low hanging fruit, Tyka, hit me up. You have my number, probably. I don't know, but I I think. I think that would tie in very well with the uh, the theme they've been doing for those movies lately. It would be fun, and I, th- I think honestly, Krampus fits like pretty well with what we know of Germanic folklore, and uh, you know, not liking warm, fuzzy endings, <laughs> like or any any real Western European folklore. Like, look at any of the tales from Witcher and stuff like that. Like, it's our our fairy tales tend to be a little happier. It's like, oh, you just get coal in your stocking, and they are like, no, a giant monster shows up and fucking eats you. Or it gives you or a birch rod.
1: You. Yeah. Or yeah. beats you.
0: Yeah. Eats or beats. And uh, I like that. Uh, like, so the the myth is that people would leave boots out, right, outside their door. And depending on if uh, they were naughty or nice, they would get, I think it was either shiny silver coins or whatever from St. Nick or a birch rod from Krampus. <laughs> I think the implication is that the parents are then supposed to hit you with the birch rod. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds, again, sounds like a very German, very Western European tradition. And I guess I, I forgot to say, so, like, this isn't happening on Christmas Eve. It's happening on Kr- Kr- Krampusnacht.
1: Yeah, Krampusnacht is is really fascinating how there's a whole night dedicated to this. And it all ties back together with St. Nick, which is um, the f- Feast of St. Nick is on December 7th, or 6th. So this happens on December 5th every night and um it gives the adults a chance to get fucked up and mm-hmm. wear masks and run through the streets screaming and to try and scare kids aka the Krampus run. Um it is all about uh the night where the creature appears and visits businesses and homes. Um and yeah, kids needed to make sure their shoes were outside uh I haven't noted that they would receive candy or a rod uh, similar to stockings having fun stuff or coal. Um, yep. But yeah, the, also the Krampus carton, uh, in the early 1890s, the postcard industry picked this up when we started having postcards, um, and made a bunch of creepy cards about Krampus sending his regards. So, um, I do think that was picked back up in 2004, uh, with some German postcards around, uh, Krampus, the devil of Christmas.
0: Yeah, it's it's wild. Like, well, A, the, the greeting card industry used to be a much bigger thing than it is today. Because, like, I, I think these days I'm, I don't, I would never pay, like, whatever it is, $10 for a card that I then have to post in the mail. That's awful. But, like, that was a big deal. Like, that greeting has really could help spread shit around. And that is kind of how Krampus made its way around the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But, so the Krampus runner, Krampusloff, Honestly, that sounds like a very COVID-safe activity to me. Uh, everybody's wearing masks. I mean, really, you're basically wearing a full hazmat suit because it's a full-body fursuit. You're, you're drinking, so the alcohol kills all the cells in your throat. Obviously, can't replicate then. Easy peasy. And you get to run around outside. It's outdoors. I guess what I'm saying is, like, I guess if December 5th hadn't already passed, I, I would have loved to be a part of a Krampus, Krampus run, and I think that we should make a note to do it. In the you the future weren't out
1: there in the in downtown in the city surprisingly in no a, in a big hairy suit with yeah. a mask on running I'm su- around
0: i'm surprised that this is not a thing somewhere in seattle this because se- you know we have like big uh solstice festivals here usually covid standing like that's something that i think the fremont solstice festival is massive there's a bunch of naked people at one point i think Sounds pagan. Makes sense. But I think that a uh, a Krampus run in Seattle would do well. So that's my two ideas for fixing our city is a Krampus run and a Bigfoot Museum. Hit me up, Janesley. I'm 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 ready to go in. But <laughs> I I, just a quick aside. I talked about this with Jeff Meldrum, which uh, y'all haven't heard that episode yet because I haven't edited it. It's going to come out in January. Great interview. But I talked to him about like, why the hell don't we have a good Bigfoot museum? Just doesn't exist here. There's a couple of backyard shacks where people have like, I don't know, footprints and stuff up. But that's it. Again, I think it's a great tourism revenue opportunity. But all right. So as with most awesome pagan things, Krampus was eventually seen as a threat to the establishment. Read mainline religions and conservative politics. Specifically, Catholicism made several attempts to ban Krampus celebrations in the 17th and 18th centuries. But as it turns out, it's really hard to ban a tradition where a bunch of people get drunk and run around in the streets. Like, you can't ban something that's just cool. (laughs) Like, well, in in
1: 1932, the government of Austria actually did, and it took quite a while to have that come back. It wasn't until like the turn of the century where they really started picking their traditions up again um and i think that's the only instance of a government actually coming out and saying no more krampus christmas isn't canceled but krampus is canceled yep. um which my kids would love uh because i threatened them with canceling christmas uh at least twice a day i tell
0: that to my my cats and my dogs and they just don't listen because they don't understand english because they're dumb
1: and, and they're animals ashen animals they filthy sit. animals
0: you hear that? Coop? Filthy animal. But, uh, and I know it was, it was also tried, it was, I believe it was, oh, it tried to be banned in World War II in Germany, uh, along with a lot of other stuff, but even that didn't take. And it's interesting because I think Austria is one of the main places where this is still like alive and well today. Like it's, it's practiced quite a bit in Austria.
1: Yeah. It, it was all throughout the Alpine countries for a long time, um, and when I say Alpine, that's like France, Switzerland, Monaco, Italy, Liechtenstein, Austria, Germany, and Slovenia. But it really is like Austria primarily is the region that it's stuck. Um, Germany has its own kind of variation on it, and they have uh, a different companion there. I believe. I think they have nectar rubric, but I could be wrong on kind of who represents the the bad cop in this relationship. Uh, But yeah, it is it is primarily Austria.
0: Yeah, there's a it's it's picked up. I I just found a really interesting one in the US. Uh, There's a Krampus cross-country 5K or 10K in San Francisco where people can run through like basically the hills. And there's there's also a treasure hunt, but you can wear a Krampus costume. And I cannot fucking imagine trying to run a 5K in a Krampus suit because these are like. I, maybe I... am miserable. Yeah, I haven't done a good job describing them so far, but, like, these were probably traditionally made of, like, hides and, like, actual horns and stuff. So, kind of like wearing, like, taxidermied things that make you look like a scary goat man. But now you think, they like, probably late- smelled really bad. Yeah. And now it's, like, latex plastic and resin and, like, just these big-ass helmets. So, I don't know. Like, this may be something you don't know about me. There was a time when... I would often wear very big costumes like that or like specifically there was one night I was put in a gorilla suit uh, because I used to work at a haunted house in Portland. When I was in that gorilla suit, they would not let me out of the cast area for more than 10 minutes at a time. And then they would like force me to come back in and force feed me water and like blow air on my face because you cannot stay in a suit that long without passing out. So I'm very curious, like it must be really cold in Austria and like the suits must have good ventilation because I you wouldn't be able to stay in that suit for long.
1: Ashton, you say you used to do that, but-
0: Well, now I've it's seen just- you Now it's just a, a Yeti hobby. Suit.
1: I've seen you take a Yeti suit to the beach and to Bend. Yeah. And then take pictures in it. So I don't I don't Good I was in, in somebody's
0: grad photos in that Yeti suit. Somebody took their graduation photos and bend with me. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's at the casual yeti on Twitter. Uh, if you want to see those photos, they're pretty great. I haven't taken any recently. I really should bust that suit back out. Best fifty dollars I ever spent. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, honestly, like that's pretty much that's all I've got. Uh, you got anything else, John?
1: Yeah. I mean, this has kind of really made the turn. Like I was saying back in two thousand four is when it really started. Um, with just a resurgence of uh post office stuff with new postcards. Um, but it wasn't until the mid twenty tens where pop culture really took it and ran with it. Um we have a slew of B tier movies that some look interesting, some look very bad. Um there's one that I sent you uh yeah. that I was very excited about, which was a Christmas horror story. And in this, uh and I, I likely will go watch this in addition to the four Christmas movies I watch every year Jingle All the Way, Home Alone. Uh, Christmas Vacation, and Die Hard. Um, a Christmas what about Horror gremlins? Story...
0: Gremlins? Gremlins isn't in the mix there?
1: No, not for me. Okay, fair. I, lo- I love Gremlins. But A Christmas Horror Story is all about Santa has to fight his elves, which have been turned into zombies, and Mrs. Claus, and it culminates in a fight with a Krampus, so um, I would like to see a grizzled Santa just mowing down people, so I will definitely be uh, tuning into that at some point. But then, like, a bunch of TV shows have had Krampus in one way or another. Like we talked about the League, Venture Bros, and American Dad have also had episodes around Krampus. It's a and popular the, thing. Well, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a scary myth around the holidays. Anytime you have anything Christmas oriented, it's something easy to key in on during a holiday special or a Christmas special. So uh it makes sense to me. And then in 2015, we had, you know, a big box office movie with a very healthy cast. Uh Adam Scott was in it. Tony Collette was in it. Uh, a few other people that are pretty big were in it. Um, and this was like a horror h- comedy type movie. Uh from whatever yeah, I know I
0: remember it. seeing that. I yeah, as soon as you said Adam Scott, I uh it rang a bell.
1: Yeah, so that was the big one. And that's kind of where as soon as Hollywood gets into something, has a big, big budget and big marketing and all that kind of stuff around it, that's when you kind of see the other smaller things take off with it. Cause you know, they want to be attached to that, that kind of flashpoint in Hollywood history. And we saw that with Slender man as well, where like the movie come out and then it was like, okay, now here's a bunch of other random shit kind of tried to be a resurgence for Slender man, but um, wasn't quite, but with Krampus, we've actually seen that and it brought it back into modern light, introduced a ton of people to Krampus. And then you've seen it, you know, pop up here and there.
0: Yeah. So that's really interesting. Like, I don't know. It seems like this might actually be like a decent movie. Although, it's, if you try and search Krampus on Rotten Tomatoes for 2016, you're going to get Krampus The Devil Returns, Krampus Unleashed, and a bunch of... Apparently, 2016 was a
1: hell of a year. Well, it, it came out in 2015, to be fair, the Krampus movie.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I found it. 67%. Okay. That's, what was the that, audience score? Uh, 51. Oh. Yeah, it's it, but still, that is the highest-rated cryptid movie I think that we've seen so far, uh, except for maybe
1: Tremors? Harry and the Hendersons, excuse me?
0: I, I believe that. Okay, so Tremors is an 86. Well,
1: Tremors is amazing. Yeah, I mean,
0: some great lines in that movie. And 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 great uh, Kevin Bacon expressions. Uh, Harry and the Hendersons has a 45% and a 54% audience score.
1: I don't like that. I think that's that's Highway Robbery. Yeah. Sean Lithgow's greatest work.
0: I Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you there. That's true. And it was a great Burgerville fish than, sandwiches ad.
1: Much better than... The uh, season of Dexter he was in much better than Third Rock from the Sun.
0: <laughs> hot takes today, hot takes on our holiday episode. That's pretty much it. I mean, this is like it's it's your classic holiday myth, and uh, yeah, I, there's no, there's not much else to it. But it's a fun one. I would like to I would like to celebrate Krampus more often. You know, I don't feel like I don't feel like we celebrate goat horn demons enough around the holidays, and. Alternate holiday celebrations are really becoming more of a thing anyway.
1: Well, I think now you're going to have to take December 5th off every single year so you can celebrate Krampusnacht.
0: Pretty sure my fiance might kill me if I get another giant suit. The, even even the Yeti suit has like a whole list of caveats for when I can wear it. What The, <laughs> the number one rule is I, I cannot put it on when she's not home and I expect her to come home. because if she comes home and finds me in the yeti suit like i understand why that might be terrifying i think that that's probably a solid
1: rule rule number two not in the bedroom
0: yeah that suit, never in the bedroom but yeah i don't know i think that's pretty much it for our holiday episode you know it's nice short bonuses and whatever you're also getting another bonus episode with this uh jeff meldrum interview i just got to get off my butt and edit it uh which I'll, i'll do eventually i have a holiday break so thanks john happy holidays That is all we have today for Cryptids Decrypted. I hope you enjoyed this little uh, bonus episode. I know it's a little shorter than most, but hey, it's a, it's a myth, not a real cryptid. So there was no sightings or anything like that to cover. But all the same, I had a lot of fun, and I, I think I learned a lot about uh, the Krampus tradition. And I'll definitely be celebrating Krampus knocked with my family, whether they like it or not. So I hope you have a happy holidays. Make sure you stay safe out there. Hey, if you haven't done it yet, get your vaccine booster. Look, I I know, I know, we might have some people who are not about vaccine boosters on this show, but let me tell you, I got mine, it tasted delicious, Uh, well, it didn't really taste anything as a arm, but hey, I felt stronger afterward, I have not gotten COVID yet, so it's definitely worth it. Anyways, we will see you back at the end of January, have a good one.